0: Hi, and welcome back to the Too Much Lime Podcast. I'm Maddie, and it's just me today. Sorry we have taken so long to get one out to you guys. We definitely, Julia and I, needed a kind of month break off because of the upcoming holidays, and we're both in school, so we were finishing lots of exams, and so we appreciate you guys being patient. But this episode will come out, and then we have a very exciting episode for you guys, the 15th of January it will come out because that will be the one year anniversary of the Too Much Lime podcast. So that will be really exciting. So look out for that on the 15th. But today I figured because we just finished these and it's kind of the end of the semester for anybody who is in school right now and, you know, starting up the new semester soon, talking about exams when you have a chronic illness, a disability, you have, you know, whatever it is. And they can be challenging for the healthiest of people. And that generally means that they are even more challenging for those of us who have kind of these extra hurdles in front of us. And I think one of the hardest parts about it is often that you have been working yourself pretty hard and trying to balance illness and all of these issues throughout the semester and that adds a lot of stress along with just you know what your like course load and things that kind of stress that will come up and so it's all kind of culminating along with the stress of the importance of exams and that kind of thing and so it's very easy i think to throw yourself into a flare come exam season so that happened to me. Um we I used to get sick. I'm trying to think back to college. Before I was diagnosed, I was sick every finals week of college. I would call, there would be a, like a huge flare that would come each finals week and I would just feel like I was dying. And then when I started to get a little bit better, I think my last finals week I was not sick. Um and then this is my first semester of law school that I just finished and law school is a lot um, along with everything else that goes on but the exams are also 100% of your final grade so this is probably the most stressful finals week I've come to in terms of like what it means and things like that and so I had been doing really really well which I was super excited about for the entire semester so if you guys remember that Probably in September or October, I did an episode just talking about starting something new with chronic illness and and how that was going for me. And that, you know, starting law school was going pretty well, and it did continue. I was, you know, I stayed on top of everything. I really tried to space things out for myself. Um, and then I think just the cumulative stress got to me. And you know, I think that going into exam season, which was our exam started the first week of December. And so I think it was just one of those in situations where, you know, it was like building up for so long. And then come Thanksgiving, I started to roll into a flare and it kind of continued throughout most of finals. I did start to get a little bit better at the end, which was kind of surprising, but it was definitely a tough road at times and so I just wanted to talk about that experience some of the tools that have worked for me and then just like the reality of it um, to kind of you know maybe you just need that little validation that you know it is normal that this happens and you're doing the best that you can because you really are regardless if you have an illness or not exams are ridiculously hard and exam seasons where you have multiple of them in a row are just very daunting So kind of what I was talking about, I think one of the big ways that these flares or, you know, just general issues, like if you're struggling, even if it's not a flare, if you have an illness, like your day to day life is still not super healthy, maybe or anything like that. So you can, I mean, random flares, I think, happen just at any time you can have, you know, the cumulative stress which is what I think I have. that kind of lowers your immune system and then can throw yourself into a flare, which is kind of what happened to me. You can have, you know, just a rundown, you know, very rundown because the semester has been really long. You've been working really hard. And I think those are the, you know, some of the biggest things that can happen. And it's definitely challenging. And I think, I wanted to bring up, there's three big emotions that I think I felt during that time Um, this semester for these finals, as well as in semesters past when I've been sick as well. I think the first one that comes up is just automatic frustration because you've been working hard for a semester. You've been balancing things the best that you've been able to balance them. You know, you've been putting in an enormous amount of effort and then you've gotten so far in the semester and then all of a sudden this happens. And if it's all of a sudden a flare or just like trying to pull yourself through to the end, even if you're not in a flare and you're just generally struggling. Um, And I think the frustration is really hard. It's one of those situations that it kind of feels like there's not a lot that you can do to fix it, even if you've done Everything in your power to make sure that you're as healthy as you can be going into final season. You know, we all know that, you know, illnesses like this, tick-borne illnesses, anything that you have like that, they come and go as they please, and you can't really plan for big issues that are going to come up. And so I think that's just one of the hardest parts was frustration for me and not knowing I'm somebody who wants to fix it right away. And I think, you know, you can try and fix it eight ways to Sunday, but we all know a lot of times, like what you really need is to just pull back and rest. And it feels like you can't do that in a final setting because all of your exams are coming up. You feel like you have to do them all that jazz. I got a call from my uh, doctor because I, you know, was in touch with her and we were talking about, you know, what was happening, how I was feeling over Thanksgiving. And then we so we did some blood work, and then it came back. and it wasn't as bad as we had thought it was going to be, but it was definitely worse than it had been. And so there's this big fear that you're going to continue to get worse as you continue to push yourself and you continue to try harder and harder and go into these exams. I had like an eight hour exam. So that's obviously insanely taxing on the body for anyone, but especially for my body. And so I got a call from her that was, you know, kind of along the lines of if I had control over your life, I would have you come home now. And that wasn't really an option for me because law school finals are hundred percent of your final grade. If I had been in undergrad I probably could have done something similar to that where it was like you had to go home and maybe you did. Um, there are sometimes alternatives that you can take so make sure that you can explore those if you so you don't feel very boxed in. I think that is something that's really stressful. And so that conversation brings me to my next emotion that I kind of was feeling a lot, which was scared. You're scared it's going to get worse. You're scared you're going to push yourself too far because you want to do so well and you're almost going to cause, I think this is like a big issue that people have when they're in a flare. I've noticed this a lot with myself is like, oh my, is this ever going to get better? Like, what if I go, like what if I push myself too hard or this flare and the flare doesn't go away and you know, you're back at square one or something like that. And that is truly a terrifying thought because I think we've talked a lot about medical trauma on here and just the, the fear that comes when you do start sliding backwards again. And if you have made a certain amount of progress, real, genuine kind of terror that you're going to end up back where you were. And that is awful. And so I think being scared was a, a big part of it. And trying to almost then having to compartmentalize because it was like, okay, I have to still take these exams. I still need to study for them. I have. It was a two-week-long exam period, so I had, you know, many days left to continue, and I didn't know what was going to happen, and I think fear of the unknown for me and probably a lot of people is generally one of the biggest, you know, problems that continues to come up in these moments of, like, being sick and not knowing, you know, where it's going to go, because my mind can go to all kinds of different places, And then I think the last one, and maybe this is kind of like the seven stages of grief, you kind of like hit all of them on your way. But mine was, you can kind of go through all of these and then you can hit a little bit of grief too, of just being, especially if you were feeling well as I was throughout most of the semester, then you kind of sit there and say, okay, I set myself up for success in all of these ways, or I worked so hard to get to this point, and now I can't show my best self on an exam because of you know xyz that that's going on. And I think that that comes with grief and I think it's something that we all really need to acknowledge and all of these emotions and I'm, there are a million others I'm sure that people feel during these times but these were just the three big ones that I was thinking about. But I think they are just recognizing that it is okay, it is really hard that you can't control what's going on, that you did your best and here you still are. And, you know, and the frustration and grief and fear that come with all of that. And for me in the beginning, at least like recognizing and allowing myself to feel those was a big part of getting through in a more healthy way than I probably would have in the past, which is when I was sick in undergrad and I was not diagnosed with, um, any of, My diseases yet, I used to play this game was you're not sick until you get home, which is very unhealthy, but it was essentially, you know, not admitting to myself that I was sick until I finished all my exams and I walked through the door to my parents' house and basically just collapsed. And if I could tell myself that, it was like a mindset turn and, you know, just like, but I don't, I don't know that that necessarily was The healthiest way to do it. And so this semester, I really did try to have both the drive to keep going and the recognition that I was feeling the way that I was feeling physically and emotionally. And so those are the three big emotions. I do want to jump into some practical tips that I have for you guys that I've used that I've found helpful over. Gosh, how many finals have now I taken? I've taken, I guess this is my ninth final exam period because I went to a undergrad that did um, two per year. So I think my biggest thing is have a contingency plan with your doctors and with the school. You don't want to be setting this up when you're in a flare. And this was one of the big things that a doctor brought up to me before I went to school And it was, you know, you're not going to feel well enough on top of all the stress that you have of feeling like you have to study for these exams and get all of this information in your head and ready to go. You're not going to have enough bandwidth on top of feeling poorly if you're in a flare to be able to coordinate everything with school administrators, your care team, all of that So I think the best thing to do is have a contingency plan. So one thing that I did, and I probably did not set up the greatest one of these, but going into this next semester, I now have some tweaks that I want to make. But first of all, utilizing the resources that are in front of you to make this plan. So you have your care team and they are helping you mitigate stress and whatever triggers you have for flares throughout the semester so that you are hopefully in your best position that you can be in going into the exam period. Does this always work? No, but it can't necessarily hurt to do all of your things that you have planned that help you stay maybe on more of an even keel. So having all of that, which is probably what I didn't do, that was probably like my biggest thing that I didn't do moving up to it was for me, I needed to keep my immune system at a higher level than it was while I was there. So like keeping it boosted in certain ways. So then the other thing is talk to your school. So before I showed up to law school, I met with the school administrators and I met with my doctor and we talked about what I was going to need accommodations wise to make the transition and the semester work for me based on the limitations that I had. So those can consist of, I think it depends on the school that you go to, but I think the most common ones are things like excused absences, um, uh, you know, more time turning in assignments, maybe more time for exams, um, Maybe it's, you know, getting class recordings on days that you can't go. And I think that's significantly easier now during the pandemic if everybody's kind of figured out a little bit more of how to do and record classes for those who can't be there in the moment. And so I think those are some of the biggest things that you want to look at. And then you and your doctor and your administrators will will all kind of make the plan that works for you, take the accommodations that are necessary for you, and then put them all together. And and that's like your go-to plan. And so mine looks a little bit different than anyone else's. But for me, it was more around the less around the exam period and more around prior to the exam period, making sure that I was able to, you know, get class recordings. That was a big one for me in case I needed them, in case I was in a flare, I couldn't go. I don't want to over push myself, especially before an exam period. That means so much in the way that we do our grades. And so that was a big part. Then I think another thing that was very, very important to my ability to still take the exams regardless of the fact that I was in a flare and wasn't feeling well is the fact that I spaced out my studying throughout the semester. And this is something that I would recommend to literally anyone, but especially if you have some kind of unpredictable illness or something where if you overexert yourself, you will do poorly. And so, and it will like basically always start a flare or something like that. So for me, I started studying for my exams. My exam started at the beginning of December. I started studying for my exams. This is partially because of law school and the way that they tell you to do it, but I started even earlier than when law school told you to do it. So I started studying a few months in advance and not studying in the idea of like memorizing things or something like that. I think it depends. The way you do this will be very different depending on what program you're doing or how many classes you're taking or anything like that. But basically spacing out i made i get very stressed out if i can't see like a chart in front of me a calendar of when i'm going to get certain things done so i broke up the studying in the way that i study best the way that i you know felt would be the best way to prepare myself and i split it into chunks and then i printed out a calendar that wasn't part of my regular day-to-day planner necessarily and plotted okay you're gonna study this chunk of material on this day and this one here and I did it probably like two months in advance is when I started doing those things so that come exam the exam period the things that are really important for me to have going into the like really kind of crunch time studying part were already done so for me it's like outlines That was like very important. So that was done going into the period. So I didn't need to finish anything. Obviously you have to finish whatever your last, you know, days of class were and things like that. But those things were for the most part done. So then I was doing a lot of review. So I wasn't doing compiling the information as well as review. And so if you can compile your information and get it organized before the exam period and you do it just like a little bit every day, Kind of leading up in however you want to plan that schedule and whatever works for you. I think that is really helpful to actually limit the number of hours that you're studying during the actual exam period. And so that helps me and made sure that I was getting the adequate amount of sleep. So my sleep schedule did not change from my general day to day when I was taking classes to exam period, where I feel like it's unhealthy, but it's very common. For kind of society to think like, oh, you're staying up, you know, 24 hours a day, you you know, you're only getting maybe a couple hours sleep during exams and you're just burning yourself through. I know that my body can't handle that. And so I wanted to make sure that I was keeping my sleep schedule the exact same. I was getting the same amount of rest, but I still felt like I was succeeding in getting done what I needed to get done. So I was spacing things out in advance. And I feel like probably those were like that those actions that I took prior to the exam period way in advance did add a little bit more to my day-to-day but if you spread it out enough it's almost not that much more than what you're doing um, for your regular classes to be ready for a class on a certain day if it's readings if it's problem sets whatever it necessarily is and so I think that is The biggest thing, really space it out. If you're, say you're taking like a a entrance exam for college or for grad school or a certification exam for something, and it's only like it's a one-off exam, I think you can do a really similar thing. You know, have your contingency plan with your doctor for the week before you have to take the exam if something goes wrong, and you have it with the administration, whoever's running the exam, anything like that, and then you additionally really give yourself a lot of time to study for it so that it's smaller chunks every day instead of trying to blow through you know a week or two period where you're just cram studying and I think that's just for me and my body that would be like asking for a flare so I think those are the two big tips that I have and then lastly and I think this is really important it goes with the spaced out thing is listening very carefully to your body in those moments. There will be times where inevitably you can't push yourself past X point. You can't get you maybe maybe you have a list of things you need to get done that day. You're not gonna be able to get X done because a migraine came up or you're just feeling too unwell, something happened, you know, whatever it is. And being really careful, I think. Of recognizing that your health is way, 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 way more important than the exam you're taking, no matter how big the exam feels to you. There are exams that I would know and totally recognize are kind of make or break exams in a lot of ways for people. And it can be really hard to have perspective in those moments and say, like, I have to stop because. Like my health is more important and I in the past have been notoriously bad at doing that and I really this is probably the first exam period that I've taken looking at and going into it with a much healthier mindset where my health is infinitely and well-being is like infinitely more important than the exam that I'm taking regardless of the fact that it's 100% of my final grade and matters a lot to my future employers and and all of those things and so being really careful with myself, listening super carefully, feeding myself the right things, making time to make sure that I'm getting the sleep I need, getting the nutrition I need, you know, doing this, if it's stress reduction for me is a big thing. So doing the meditation or yoga or things like that, that I need to be doing. So I think that is probably one of the biggest hurdles that can happen for my like mentally for me to try and get over is to say like oh this is not as important as how i actually feel and and how my body functions because at the end of the day you've been working so hard for an entire semester and you just want to be able to show what you can do and you don't want your body to be able to kind of hijack that from you which unfortunately happens But that is the mindset that I tried to go in with. Um, And I I think it was helpful. I think it helped me when the flare did come up to not put as much worth, like my self-worth into the exam because my worth stays the same regardless of the grade that I get. And that can be really hard to mentally put together, but it is true your worth has nothing to do with the grade you get, with the way you perform in a class, with the way you perform throughout all of the semesters that you take or, or whatever you are doing. I think that is probably, I think a hard thing for everyone to recognize. Our professors brought it up a lot, obviously going into finals and and that was helpful to hear, but really listening to myself carefully Spacing out all of my work in advance and having a contingency plan with my care team and the school and kind of everyone in conjunction prior to starting the exam period was very important for me. And so hopefully those things might be able to help you if you are planning on your going into an exam period, if if you're starting a new semester or something like that um and i know julia agrees with a lot of that as well and just making sure that we're all prioritizing our well-being before our quote unquote success in academics because we've talked a lot about this i think in the redefining um life with chronic illness episode is you know what success means is not for a lot of people with chronic illness, for Julia and I, we've redefined what success means. It is not necessarily what society says it means about being, you know, the best in your class, the best at your job, you know, making the most money, anything like that. You know, it's about being happy, living what you consider a fulfilling life, and that looks different for a lot of people. And so, trying to keep that in perspective when you're taking in exams and was something that was very helpful for me. And the last thing I want to talk about is breaks from school. So, if you are doing a program kind of similar to what I'm doing, where you have a semester, then you have a little bit of time off, then your semester starts again, I think. Unfortunately, for people who have some kind of illness and are dealing with that, you may not be close to your doctors when you are at school there. For me, I live, I grew up in New York. A lot of my doctors are in New York. I live and go to school now in North Carolina. And so I'm in constant communication with my doctors and I do have a care team down there as well for emergencies and stuff. But I'm technically not, you know, in person. I can't walk into my doctor's office and they can't, you know, help me in that way. And so it does mean a lot of the time that breaks aren't always breaks because I may be traveling home. So for instance, I was traveling home this break. My family still lives in New York. I was traveling home to be with them for the holidays. That meant that basically the entire week up to Christmas was like two doctor's appointments a day going to see all of the people that I hadn't been able to see in the past four or five months, and, you know, needing to do certain physical exams, going to the cardiologist, which is harder to do over Zoom than, you know, another telehealth or whatever it is. You know, doing all of those things makes it hard because you normally, so I finished my exams on the 17th. I had traveled home on the 18th, come the 20th, I was in the doctor's office. So it was less about being able to like fully relax. And especially if you had a flare or your exam system, your exam um, period brought on a flare, then you're not feeling well. You're probably headed to the doctor too, even if you weren't originally planning to. And so it ends up being not as restful as a regular break may be for others, and additionally you are trying to recover and our bodies a lot of times take my body specifically takes a lot more time to recover from a stressful exam period or something like that so trying to you know balance all of those things you're trying to get rest you're trying to get all of your doctor's appointments in um you're trying to spend time with family it's the holidays it's all these things you maybe you have a job or you're something you're trying to fit all of these things in and I think it can be really hard and not necessarily the break that you would want it to be when you consider oh I have all this time off to kind of heal up and get better before I go into the next semester and so I think that's it's hard and there's kind of no way to square that it's hard a lot of those things are necessary Um, But there is not always enough time in the break to make it happen. And so that might mean going into your next semester with, you know, maybe not being as rested, not being as, you know, recovered as you would want to be kind of headed into it. And I think that can kind of snowball. And so for me right now, the challenge has been, you know. My doctor and I wanted me to start this treatment as soon as I was done with my exams, so I flew home on that Saturday after my exam, and Saturday night I was starting the treatment that I wanted to do, and it doesn't make me feel great, but I know that it's helpful, so I felt, I feel poorly for most of the break, and then I don't even have enough time off to finish the treatment, so I have to continue doing it while I'm at in the first few weeks of school, which is hard as well, And I think that's just challenging. I don't think it's uncommon. I mean, we've probably a lot of us at some point have done and tried to balance school or a job or just day to day life activities with doing your treatments. And it's really hard. And I'm not positive how that's going to go. But I am trying to utilize those same strategies that I used for the exam period coming into this semester, knowing that I'm not at 100%. And so, you know, spacing things out, prioritizing my well-being over all the things that I need to get done, utilizing the resources that I have, trying to make a contingency plan, knowing, you know, when I'm going to meet with my doctor, when we're going to talk about XYZ, And for instance, I told you guys, one of the things that I wasn't great about was having the plan for the semester that was really keeping anything at bay, keeping my immune system up, which is important for me. And so we talked about things that I can do that are different. And in addition, throughout the semester to try and give myself an even bigger boost going into the exam period that will happen in April. So Hopefully those things will help and if you guys are taking a break right now from school and about to head in in the next this coming month of January to your next semester I wish you all the best. I hope some of these tools are helpful. Remember at the end of the day that no matter what it feels like or what you feel like everything around you is telling you because it can be really easy to tell yourself And it's true, you know, especially for, you know, college or grad school or something, you know, I'm paying for this. I need to get as much out of as I can. I have to work insanely difficult. I have to make sure that, you know, this is worth it so that I get, you know, the job that I want, all these things. And it's absolutely true. And it causes so much stress. But at the end of the day, I kind of realize that I'm not going to be able to continue and do all of those things and reach the goals that I want to if I destroy my health in the process. So I have to realize that my health and my well-being is more important and what I do have to prioritize almost to be able to get to where I want to be and to get out of what I can. So I see it as your success is not based on how you do in those classes that you're taking. Um, I try and see them right now as more of an opportunity to learn and to, you know, just gain a new perspective and understanding in a different area of the world that I didn't know about. And so trying to see it that way instead of this end all be all of my ability to get a job and do X, Y, Z, because that will only stress me out more and... I necessarily, and we don't know what's down the road by the time I do get a job or am applying for jobs or, or whatever it is. And so you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. So trying to, you know, walk that tightrope of pushing yourself hard enough to be diligent and, you know, to get what you want out of your classes, but still prioritizing your well being over everything else, which is easier said than done and I think it's definitely a practice and I am by no means an expert at it but I do hope that some of these resources and like ideas are maybe a little bit helpful for you guys headed into the next semester and if you're not in school right now or you're in a job or something like that you know maybe using these as just a Tips for when you know you're going to have a lot to do over a certain period of time. Because I feel like that's kind of what exams are. And hopefully that works out for you. So we have an interview coming up for you guys that will cap off our one-year anniversary on January 15th. So set your calendars for that. And if you're following the Instagram, we will obviously post on there about it. But uh, we will catch you next time on the Too Much Lime podcast. See ya.